There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on the everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering to win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betaline.ag today and take advantage of all the great side bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering sportsbook experts. All right, guys, welcome into our Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, or Vlad Harris, I should say, brought to you by Armchair Media and Bellline.ag and Manscaped. Well, guys, college football is here finally. And it's weird. I mean, it just doesn't have that feeling. You know, it's ever since this whole thing happened, usually the summer is ending, you know, our vacations are ending. We're going back to work, back to the office, back to school. Our kids are going back to school. Traffic is starting to get more, you know, a lot more traffic on the road. And the temperatures are cooling down, which means football is starting up. But now it's like, it just doesn't have that feeling. I mean, I just... I just realized the season was starting and I haven't done like any type of pit predictions or ACC preview or anything like that. And I'm just, I don't have the fucking energy for it right now, to be honest with you. My uh, kids started virtual school this week. And I'm on call you know, for the hospital, so nothing like adding extra stress to your life. You know, my son had a great first day because they had so many technical problems that he didn't get to attend class all day, you know, on Tuesday. And and I guess finally the the teachers got their shit together and realized, oh, we got to add these kids into these to these online meetings. Yeah, great. But. College football is here. It doesn't have that feel. And on top of that, we have two conferences, two major conferences. They're not, not going to have games, Big Ten and Pac-10, or Pac-12, I should say. I don't know, guys. I Personally, if they can play, they can play. You know, if the protocols are all in place, everything's set. I mean, if they're doing what all these other programs are doing, you know, they should be playing, but they're not. And it's a whole big political mess now for a reason. We're not going to, we're going to steer clear of that. But speaking of uh, types of things, well, political, um, Pitt's obviously going to have, um, you know, the pregame at, on 93. Some of the fans going to have a little bit of a change. Um, Wendy Bell's not going to be back. 
and some people were upset over that. They were fans of Pitt until that happened. So the last 30, 40 years didn't piss you off, but you're mad that Wendy Bell is not going to be on the pregame show? God forbid. Um, you know, what was done, what was done, and of course KK Bree removed her as well, and a lot of people are mad over this. I mean, you know, the thing is, is when you start losing advertisers and things like that, and radio shows love it. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a bad time for radio right now. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of radio stations laid off, you know, especially sports talk, they laid off people. I mean, Houston especially, they lost, they, they laid off a bunch of people. Even some pretty notable people they, they laid off down here that are, that are pretty popular. But KK Radio felt, just felt that it was easy to ax her. And, and of course, you know, they dipped in the rings, and people are like, well, they're going to dip even more because one of has a big following. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, some radio stations or television or networks, they handle things differently. I mean, they may have, in some instances, just may have given an apology and say, hey, I. I screwed up, I'll do better, I shouldn't have done that. But they just, you know, they axed her. And of course, you know, the fan, I mean, Pitt had nothing to do with axing Wendy Bell. I mean, that was the fans' decision. It says now Paul's ice and ball popping in. I'm sure Dorn Dickerson will be there still. Well, let's move on to more uplifting topics than, than that. So Pitt released her depth chart for week one, and I'm looking at it right now. Well, obviously on offense, quarterback, you got Kenny Pickett, and his backups are Davis Bevel and Joey Yellen. No Nick Patty this year. He's not in there, so maybe he's going to be gone. I don't know. I mean, we saw him play last year, and then we barely beat a 1AA team with my quarterback. So if anything, he probably got passed up on the depth chart. Now running back, I mean AJ Davis is your is your first string, but if you look at this list of running back, I mean you got AJ Davis, you got Todd Sibley, Vincent Davis, Daniel Carter, Israel Abakanana, I believe is how you pronounce it. Basically the Running back is just 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E. I mean, they're all, they all could be a first string. Who knows? You know, we haven't seen much of a running game since um, our two pro caliber backs left. And part of that's on the offensive line as well. I mean, Dave Borbelli, this year he has to really show us something with this line. I mean, you got Morrissey, you know, the senior Cradle, Gabe Hoy, Hargrove. I mean, you got an offensive line that has two juniors, two seniors. I mean, these guys should be a lot better this year. There's no excuse. If they're having the same problems that they had last year, then there's then there's issues there because these guys have been here with this program enough that they need to give their quarterback time to throw the football, and they got to open up some lanes for these running backs to run. But at the same time, these five backs 
that are on this roster right now, they ain't gonna grow a fucking pair and be the guy. And there's five of them. One's a senior, one's a junior. You got one a sophomore. So these guys, part of it's blocking, but these guys got to do their part as well. One of them has to be the man in the backfield. If they're not, then what the hell are we doing here? Our biggest strength right now is wide receiver and tight end. I mean, I see, you know, wide receiver Taysom Mack or Jared Wayne at the, you know, at the one spot. I think you may see more than just three, three receiver sets. You may see four receiver sets, maybe even five. I mean, I think... Possibly we may th- we may throw some of these guys out there. We got plenty of talent. I mean, we got on one side we got Shockey Jockey backing up, being backed up by Trey Tipton, who's very reliable. Taysom Mack, Jared Wayne on one part, and then of course in the slot you got Jordan Addison. I mean, there you go. On paper, tight end looks as good as it's ever been. We got Lucas Crawl, who's Kai Wright, and Daniel Moraga. Three talented guys. So receiver tight end, we're looking good. You know, Kenny did. You know, he he his stats were better last year because they th- they threw they, they threw the ball more and they had to throw the ball more because they couldn't run it and they couldn't freaking block. So you know, people's jobs will be, are going to be on the line this year. I mean, you got you got to throw Dave Borbley in the line. Uh, Tim Salem, you know, I thought he was in the hot seat, but the tight end recruiting has gone a lot better. And, of course, well, we'll see what happens with that as well. But he may have saved his job, but Dave Borbley may have to do something with this. And, then of course, you got Andre, Andre Powell, the running backs coach of Pitt. I mean, he's had a good track record, but I'm not saying fire the guy. I mean, he's done pretty well, but... Not sure. On defense, obviously, we had some losses, but, you know, defensive end, we got Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. I think we'll be just fine. We got depth on both of those both of those areas. Defensive tackle, Keyshawn Camp, Devin Danielson, and we got some uh, depth as well, too, as well, too. Linebacker's been a bit, you know, is, is a concern we got Phil Campbell, Wendell Davis, Chase Pines is back, which was kind of a shocker there. But, you know, if we have a sophomore as a starter and we got a senior as a backup, well, I'll take it. And we got Cam Bryant on that, the star of Petrushin. So we got plenty of, you know, leadership there. And, of course, strong safety, Paris Ford, free safety, Hamlin, and the cornerbacks, Marquise Williams, Jason Pinnock. Quarterback's kind of a concern for me right now, but you know, with this group, I mean, Pennick's obviously going to have a player, but what about uh, Marquise Williams? I don't know. We'll see. And special teams, you know, I can. You know, we got Jordan Anderson doing the uh, punt return. Anderson Woods will be doing the kick return. You know, and Kirk Christodoulou, Alex Kessman back a place kicker. So I mean. It, on paper, this, you know, they look good still. But, I mean, the cons- one concern is, you know, a lot of people have concerns about is the, um, you know, the 
the linebacker position, how we're going to be there. But uh, despite losing Jalen Tymon, I think we're going to be a fine group. And we got also, not to mention, we got some guys coming in as well from the recruiting classes. You know, still wet behind the ears. They may they may grab the bull, you know the bull by the balls as well. Now you know speaking of the depth chart and everything else, I mean uh, another thing that was also a big controversy last week was Pat Narduzzi and Matt Canada. I guess Narduzzi made some comments. Some people liked it, some people didn't. I saw nothing wrong with what Pat Narduzzi was saying. I mean he could have worded it a little better. Matt Canna had a hell of a year. He was right corner at the right time for Pitt that, that season. The thing is, is Penner Duzzi got a million bucks, and he decided he wanted to go take the million and a half at LSU. The thing is, is here's the thing. When, Pitt, when Pitt's giving you a million dollars, it's because you did a hell of a job and they're hoping to see more on the horizon. When LSU is giving you a, a million and a half, they're expecting you to fix these problems right away, and they're expecting you to, to get you know, to win right away, get this offense going, to beat Bama. So when you take a, when they're paying you a million and a half for your offense to basically take a big dump, well. The head coach takes the heat because he hired you. So what? What is head coach going to do? He knows his job's on the line, so he's going to fire you. He's going to bring another coordinator because they're not paying you a million and a half for this kind of crap. And that's what basically what you know. What they're doing is trying to say is you go there. This is what's going to happen, and now you got to start all over again. And he, you know, he, if he stayed a pit, he probably ends up as a head coach and. Well, I mean, he's a coordinator in the NFL now, so I guess he's got that going for him, and he's got plenty of buyout money to you know to live, to live off of. So he'll be, you know, I mean, in pocketbook he'll be fine. It's just he could be a lot, you know, more head now. But uh, last year, right before this LSU season began, they were talking about firing Ed, Ed Orgeron. They couldn't wait to fire him. It wasn't until Joe Burrow, you know. Exploded that you know now they love the guy now because you know he won a national title. But I mean, Coach Joe probably bought himself some another year or two of job security because he won a national title. I mean, yeah. Now looking at Pitt's schedule this year, I mean they got they start off with Austin P on Saturday. That should be a winnable game. They'll go undefeated in non-conference for the first time ever. Let's hope they win it. So pull play a cruel trick on us, but. Looking at Pitt's schedule, I mean, on paper, they can probably win a lot of these games, but we got to be realistic about a lot of these now. So let's, we'll talk about them. They got Austin Peay this Saturday. They should win. The week after, they got Syracuse. And they should win that one as well. I mean, Syracuse just um, had a lot of high hopes for Syracuse last year, and they just fell apart and... It's a shame because Dino Babers is a hell of a guy. It's just, I don't know what the hell's going on up there. So, Pitt starts out easily 2 0. 
But then, you know, they got Louisville coming up after that. Louisville's uh, really um, turned the corner a little bit. They started to last year. They have a, you know, pretty talented quarterback. And Mikael Cunningham, I mean, he really turned it on. He's kind of like a Lamar Jackson type. You know, they have a tough running back in Javon Hawkins. But um, they have issues with the offensive line. So I think, you know, Pitt will... um, I like pitting this one. They could lose it, but I'm going to go with them. And then after, then the next week, they NC State. NC State isn't that good. They've taken a step back. So I can, I see them win that one. They got Boston College the next week. I could see them being BC as well. Because, well, AJ Dillon's not there anymore, so we should be all right there. So, I mean, that's a 5 0 start. We got Miami. We probably lose that one because that's Miami. So, you know, 5-1. Notre Dame comes up. Probably lose that one as well because it's Notre Dame. I mean, it's at home, but it's, at, you know, it's Notre Dame. So 5-2. and two. We got Florida State. After all the crap with uh, Willie Taggart, somehow Florida State went to a bowl game last year, and I have no idea how. So... Anyways, Mike Norville's our coach. I still like pitting this one. I think I think they uh, they will take out Florida State. Then there's Georgia Tech. They win that one. Virginia Tech is gonna be a tough game. So, in typical Pitt fashion, I'm gonna have them lose that one. I'm gonna have them lose Clemson. So they're gonna lose. So Pitt's getting their season losing the last two. So I have Pitt finishing 7-4 this year. That's what I have them finishing as. And if I look on the list here for the ACC, looking at the, you know, the, how, how you know, the predictions are, um, obviously Clemson's going to be number one because, well, they got Trevor Lawrence and Travis Eddie back. But you know they have to replace some skill players, and but I think they'll be fine. Defensively, they'll be fine as well. Notre Dame's in the same boat that they got Ian Book, but they also have Tommy Reese as their offensive coordinator, which is kind of odd. And I think um, they have to replace the receivers. They got really good defense, but I think they're having some growing pains on offense. So I think their offense is going to cost them a game or two this year. So I don't. I guess I'd put them in number two behind Clemson. Now, North Carolina is at number three, and I have no idea why. I mean, they had a hell of a year last year, but I think they're going to take a step back just a little bit. So that's the thing with this whole new ranking thing. You got those two. But, yeah, I'm just not seeing how they're going to be, you know, you know, Hollinger at number three. I mean, Miami's number four. And um, they're, Miami's very talented. Their problem is, is they can never get a quarterback that can, you know, complete a pass or read a, read a coverage. So let me re-go, go through this whole list again that they have. I'm going to do my own list. So for today, here's how I predict the whole ACC folding out. 
it's one big conference. Number one, I got Clemson, for obvious reasons. Two, Notre Dame. Number three, I got Virginia Tech. Because you know what, after how they finished last year, and basically they have some a lot, of their talented, a lot of their talent coming back. I mean, Fuente's got 17 stars coming back. Some uh, transfers coming in. So, I thought that the Virginia Tech was going to fall off the rails, but it looks like they're not. I have them at three, I have them at three this year. I think they're going to be third in the conference. Four, I have Miami because, you know what, somebody has to be number four, and I guess, excuse me, I guess it's going to be them. And of course, five, I got Pitt because I'm a homer, and that's why I have to, somebody's going to put him in five. Six, I got North Carolina. Seven, I got Louisville. Eighth, I got Virginia. But you know what? I could rank these guys a lot lower than what I am now. I can, UVA, I could probably put them like at 10. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to, you know, drop off too bad. Florida State had number nine because despite all the, all the madness, they still went to the Sun Bowl. I have Duke actually at 10 because I do think that the, they're going to be a lot better this year. BC has 11 because I think uh, Halfley's going to do a hell of a job this year. Wake lost some, you know, lost some key players this past year, and I think they're going to be. I have them at 12, though. Syracuse, I have them at 13. Georgia Tech haven't at 14 because they had a really tough defense last year. They just had a shitty offense. And 15, I have NC State. So there you go. There is my pit predictions. I got them at 7-4, and I got them fifth in the ACC this year. And, of course, I have Clemson taking the whole thing. And while you're at, guys, stop by Better Line because they're going the extra mile to make sure you get it on – Everything imaginable this season, from these game spreads and toes to the player, coaches, and whatever props. <laughs> BetOnline gives you more options to wage than any place online. You can even bet on my um, my season predictions, probably. Get on their season opening bonuses and start off wagering to win division championship futures now. Like like I just uh, gave you, I gave you some futures here for the ACC. Go grab them. Go to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign bonuses. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. As you guys all know, you got to go back to work, and of course, well, you're working from home, so who cares? But you know what? You can still take good care of yourself. Um, Yeah, you know what? So when you go out, you look really good, and of course, that's why we have Manscaped. You can grab the Lion Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you the constant confidence boost for body image. It's got skin safe technology. So you know what? When you when you're shaving down there and you want to look, you know, great for your date, well, you do it without having the risk of uh, you know clipping yourself and having a blue ball night. Well, red and blue ball, because you know what? You'll be bandaging the hell out of that thing because, you know, it's a pretty sensitive area. And, of course, you get the Shears 2.0 nail kit to make your nails look really good. So you won't have to go get your nails done. In fact, if you're do so, if you so good at it, you can have your open your own nail salon. Also, you get the Crop Preserver. It's a deodorant for your balls. So, you know, you want, you want that smell good down there. So go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code armchair, and get 20% off and free shipping off your order.
So grab 2020 by the balls by shaving your front trunk. All right, so we you know we covered all the pit stuff. NBA playoffs is a full you know is, is moving on, of course. You know, it's looking pretty obvious. I mean, it looks like it's going to be. Looks like it's, it's, excuse me, it looks like it's going to be the Clippers and Lakers for the you know for the Western Conference because then you know the Nuggets are fading, and it looks like the Rockets are fading as well. So. And of course, the Eastern Conference, we got Toronto and Boston going to uh, settle the game, and they're going to play the winner. Well, actually, they're they they're playing the Miami Heat, and Miami Heat's playing really good basketball right now. I mean, they they caught they're, they're pretty hot, and yes, yeah, next uh, Eastern Conference will be really interesting. And of course, Western will be because it'll be Clippers and Lakers, so it'll be interesting. Now we got the final four for the Stanley Cup. We got the, in the East. We got New York and Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay won that one, so they take a two zero series lead. Vegas and Dallas, the series is tied up at one apiece, and that's you know. And of course, you know. Um, Vegas blanked Dallas in uh, game two. And just looking at this whole thing here, I mean, that's uh Mark Andre Fleury was a starter for uh, the Vegas in game one, and they lost one nothing. I mean, it's amazing. Since Flowers you know, left Pittsburgh, I mean, he's... Vegas is going places, and one of the pens they can't get out of the first round. I mean, it's... It's kind of you know, it sucks a lot of ways, but oh well. I mean, this has been a hell of a format. I think I really like Dallas. I love the scene at the finals, but I'm not sure. I think Vegas is gonna be too strong for them, and Tampa Bay is just on another on another level. I mean, the Islanders. I mean, they were six seed, and they knocked off one seed Philly. I mean. I, feel, I mean, I kind of feel for the Philly fans in my timeline because that team fought all the way back to a seventh game and they laid a goose egg in freaking game seven. And it's like, why the, why the hell did you guys fight all this way for? I mean, what was the point? I mean, it's a shame, but I mean, looks like it's going to be a Tampa Bay, probably Tampa Bay Vegas final, we'll see. But I mean, it's... You know, it's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a NBA, NBA playoff, and it's been a hell of a Stanley Cup playoff. I hope to see more. All right, guys, it's one a.m. I'm going to bed. Hell to pit. Talk to you later.